Hi friends, you're listening to Art and Magic, a podcast where we connect all things practical, magical, and really real when it comes to walking the artist's path. I'm your host, Devin Walls, painter, mentor, and dreamer. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome, welcome to this episode, which is all about the five keys to creating a sustainable art business. And man, am I excited to talk about this, mainly because I've learned a lot in building my business. I've made a lot of mistakes. I've hit a lot of burnout. And I've also had a lot of success. And so I'm really excited to share what I've learned with you. So before we get into the juiciness, which is the five keys, I want to point you in the direction of the free resource that goes along with this episode. I give you a lot of like practical and technical ideas, and I also present a lot of questions around things you need to ask yourself when you're building a sustainable art business. And I didn't want you to have to be writing those down like a crazy person or getting in a car accident. So I created a resource that goes with this episode, and it's at devinwalls.com backslash resources. It's totally free and it basically outlines all of the steps that I cover so that you can go back and do the work and implement what I talk about later on. Before we get into the actual keys here, I want to talk about what it means to have a business that's sustainable. Sustainability. I'll be talking a lot about that in this episode. So what that means to me is that the business is on track for success. And it's on track for success in a way that we can actually keep up with and be healthy and our creative energy can thrive within it. A sustainable business is a container that supports us in our creative endeavors, um, both financially and with the schedule that we're creating for ourselves, uh, a week at a time, a year at a time, so on and so so forth. So even if you don't go any farther in this episode, but you want to build a sustainable art business, I encourage you to ask yourself the following questions. What are steps that you could do in your business that you would be happy to do for years to come? What are the steps and strategies that are not just effective, but they're good for your art and for your health and your creative energy? Your creative energy is your sacred fuel Because your art is your sacred fuel to your business, which we're going to talk about in a second here. And when I was coming up with the steps that I wanted to present to you, the main thing I wanted to give you were keys that you could trust, that if you were to implement them, you could rely on them over the long haul. Because for me, sustainability means not being in a state of panic or worry that what I'm doing is not going to yield results. So when I was crafting this episode, I was thinking, okay, if I were to hand you these five steps, you could trust these and you could relax because over time, if implemented correctly, and of course there's a lot of nuances to all the steps I present, but if implemented in a way that works for you, you could trust that your art business would get to a self-sustaining place. This is all such an important conversation because I don't think we really think about this when we first jump into selling our art. I think we're just excited that someone wants to buy it and that's beautiful. But then when we make the transition into 
okay, I think I want this to be a bigger part of my income or a bigger part of what I do in life. These kinds of questions and perspectives are really important to keeping up our health, which as you probably know by now, I'm a really big advocate for. So the keys I'm presenting here are all kind of zoomed out. This is like if you were to take a big step back and look at your business over a year's period of time, what are the keys that keep it sustainable? And that's what I'm going to be talking about today is kind of the big picture stuff. What are the steps that create the big picture? So I hope as you're listening, you can hear it from that kind of zoomed out perspective as well and know that each of these steps could definitely be an episode in and of themselves and one day they will be. (laughs) So without further ado, I present the five keys to a sustainable art business. So the first key of creating a sustainable art business is your art and how you frame it. Frame it in quotation marks because it's a metaphor. So I almost put this step at the end because I know when you're building a business, you just want to jump ahead to the strategy that's going to make you money. You just want that secret of where the buyers with the deep pockets are hiding. And we are going to talk about those things but I just couldn't move forward in this conversation without first talking about the art. We are not selling mops or watches. This is not just a product-based business. And because of that, we kind of need to look at everything with a slightly deeper perspective. The art is the fuel that drives your business car here. And so until that art is really strong and solid and clear, um, our business might move along a little bit slower. And that's okay. We can still sell art as we're developing. But I just needed to put this out there to let you know with full transparency that the, the number one thing that has grown my business has been my art itself. And I can say that my growth and my sales have often directly correlated to my own leaps in skill, my own ability to be a little bit more risk-taking and authentic in the work that I'm creating. And so know that for yourself. Know that those things take time. And that's also really good news because I know that a lot of our hope is that we don't have to be this master business person, that our biggest skill really is in our ability to you know, translate our message through art or translate our vision through art. So please know that that will be in the driver's seat here. And you can rely on the energy in your art to be the magnet that brings success to your business. So the second part of this step, because I said this would be a two-parter, if your art is the magnet, how you frame it is how you amplify that broadcasting signal. So what do I mean when I say how we frame it? First of all, it's just like a cute thing that goes with the art theme. But what I mean is what what light are we casting on our art? How are we presenting it? How are we helping other people see it and envision what they might do with our art, how they might live with our art? This is in your hands as the artist, um, especially 
if you're self-represented, which if you're building your business and you're listening to this at this point, I'm guessing you are at least partially self-represented. So this is your job. In order to frame our work with accuracy and in the most powerful way, we need to have clarity on what our art is. So in the free resource that I created, um, which hopefully you're running to print out at devinwalls.com backslash resources, in that resource, there are some guiding questions for you. And one of them is, what do you create? Where is it best suited to live? Who does it best serve? And your answers to these questions should help you create your brand, which is essentially what we're talking about here. It should inform how you photograph it, what spaces you're aiming to photograph it in, what the feeling of your website is. You should be speaking to the people and the opportunities where you are envisioning that your art is the best fit. So all of these questions should inform what I like to think of as your foundation. And your foundation to your sustainable, wonderful, joyful art business is essentially where you live on the internet. Your website, your Instagram, maybe Facebook, and whatever other platforms you're using. Before we go any farther with the upcoming strategies and growth tactics, you need to have this home base really doing your art a favor. There's really no point in making the effort to bring new eyes to our work and to our website if those things aren't helping our art get sold, aren't helping people see it the way it's meant to be seen. So some simple ways you can get everything up to snuff is make sure you have very well-lit, high-quality photographs, at least of the work itself. Um have a little bit of clarity on what your work is about so that you can communicate your story visually through words on Instagram and in your bio on your website. We're going to get more into content creation and building relationships with your collectors in a little bit here, but for now we're just talking about the foundation. Where does somebody land when they come to look up you, the artist? What can they sink their teeth into and find out? And the more there is for them to engage with and the higher quality of the content there is for them to engage with, the more likely they are to stick around, which is really important because your business is going to be based on the relationship you build with the people who come to your digital home. There's lots of amazing resources out there for how to take great photos and build your website and communicate your brand. Um, One of them is a resource of mine that I'll share with you at the end of this episode. Um, So I'm not going to get into all of that now, but the main thing I want to communicate to you is that part of your sustainable business should be a gorgeous virtual home that embodies the magic that your art is. That doesn't mean that it needs to be super fancy or you need to spend a lot of money. I think clarity, quality, and simplicity are really your best friends, especially when you're starting out. So just one simple landing page with one beautiful photo and one beautiful paragraph can do wonders while you're building things. And things will evolve as you move along, of course, but just somewhere for people to land before you put in all the other business building effort is very, very important. Okay, so that's the only super basic step of this episode, I promise, Uh, but I just couldn't move forward without covering those bases. Okay, so the next step is crazy important. 
The second key to your sustainable creative business is having a plan for bringing in new people on a consistent basis. I could like scream off the rooftops when it comes to this step because it was actually my personal biggest mistakes mistake as I was building my business. So small anecdote, something that tends to happen and happened to me is that we get really excited off of maybe a small amount of momentum in the beginning of our business on Instagram. And then we kind of just fall into this habit of releasing series, posting regularly, taking new photos, like all the things that are really important and we do need to be doing, but we don't put enough conscious effort into the actual plan for bringing a solid amount of new people into our world. And what happens is, is after a year or two years and the algorithm makes a bajillion new changes, which it will probably continue to do for the rest of eternity, um, things will start to slow down and you'll be like, hey, all of the people that I knew in my immediate sphere have already bought work from me. And I feel like my business is kind of lacking energy. This has happened to me. It happens to people all the time. If you're in this spot, don't worry. You can totally recover. Um, the solution to this is having a plan in place that feels doable and not overwhelming where you're consistently bringing in new people. So let me give you some examples. One idea is shareable content. So this could be like a wallpaper where people enter into like a raffle if they download the wallpaper and share the wallpaper. This could be a little template that people fill out on their stories and then they have to tag you. Um, anything where people are compelled to share it and get it out to their audiences will bring new people into your home base. And the idea is when people come to your home base, Hopefully you are converting them over to your email list, which is a little bit more in depth. If you're not at that step, just bringing them over to your social media is okay. Another way to bring new people in is get published. So whether that's on blogs or magazines or somebody else's Instagram feed, anything where you're getting featured and you're getting in touch with a new audience is another, another way of achieving this. Giveaways are a great tactic for this where people have to tag someone else in order to enter. And then the last thing I'll mention that is really underrated is reaching out to potential like spaces or collectors or collaborative brands via DM or email, depending on what's appropriate. Um, anything where you're reaching out and you're saying like, hey, I think I would be a good fit for this. At the very least, that person might come check out your page. So there's a couple things I want to say about choosing which strategy works for you. Number one, it goes back to knowing yourself, knowing your art, knowing your vision and your goals. What are you hoping to achieve with your business? Your growth strategy should be in line with that. The next thing is what actually feels good for you to do on a regular basis. If doing a giveaway makes you want to vomit, that's probably not going to be a sustainable strategy for you. Pick something that feels fun and exciting and full of potential and that feels in line with your brand. Start brainstorming. Come up with your own ideas. Sit down and make a list of ways that I could reach new people once a month or every other month. And then from that list, see you know, what ideas you could expand on or evolve to make feel good for you, your art, and your business. 
going back to this conversation around sustainability itself, you want to pick something that's doable, that you're going to be able to keep up with. The key here is that we're running a marathon, not a sprint. So if you pick one kind of smaller growth action that feels good for you to do once every every, every other month or every month, you're going to be able to do that for a year or two years time versus something that you hate and is a ton of work and ugh makes you feel icky and doesn't drive with your brand. You're not going to be able to keep that up. So when we're talking about your growth strategy, you want to look for something that feels good, that's doable, and that you trust you could do on a consistent basis. That's going to be your winning strategy. And then you want to put it in your calendar. Um, when are you going to do this thing? How often are you going to do this thing? So I promise you this key is absolutely not to be skipped. And if you get started today, think how many new people you're going to have in your world who know about your art in a year's time or two years time. Okay, so key number three is building relationships. Specifically, you're building relationships with the people that we just talked about bringing into your digital home. So here's something I've learned after being in business for like five years now about why with art, it can take a little bit longer to get the ball rolling. Because art is not an impulse purchase, people might follow you and have their eye on a piece of art for a year or two years before they actually pull out their wallet and buy it. It takes people longer to trust, to commit, um, to spend the money. And so if you're doing the work to bring all these people in now and you're building your business now, you might feel like, hey, where are all the sales? I just launched like this beautiful collection. Why is it still sitting in my online shop? Well, the reason for that is you might not have been in business long enough to where you've already had people following you and watching you. Um, for a year or two years time. I'm not saying that's always the case. Definitely people can find you right away and buy a piece of your work. But when it comes to building like a sustainable business where you have a consistent flow of sales, this is a really big factor. And I want to put it out there because I don't want you to think that, oh, they must hate my work or I'm doing something wrong. So that's why this conversation around building relationships is really, really important to the health of your business. Okay, so how do we do this? How do we build relationships? Well, it really just comes down to sharing, sharing and showing your work, letting people know what you're up to, sharing from the heart, letting people in on the nitty gritty of your process. Much of this does happen on Instagram. Some of it should definitely also be happening on your newsletter. Again, this is kind of a game of doability and consistency over time. I know, it's our favorite thing to hear, right? That things take time and they take consistency, but I am here to simply give you the truth. If you want to speed this process up just a little bit, it's important to think about what moves somebody to pull out their wallet and trust you and purchase a piece. Where does that come from? It comes from them knowing you. It comes from them seeing how valuable your work really is. And so it's your job to show them those things. Show them who you are. Talk about why you made what you made. There is a great episode coming up with Taylor Lee 
Um, and she talks a lot about weaving your story into your brand and how that's been her best tactic for growing her business. That's the next episode, so don't miss that. And I won't go too far into it here because she does a great job talking about it. But think about this like a relationship. If you're sitting down and you're becoming intimate with someone, what parts of them do you show so that they fall in love with you? Not that our relationships are contrived like that, and they absolutely shouldn't be, but just go with the analogy here for a second. What helps somebody fall in love with you and your art? What can you share? People often will spend money on things that they really resonate with and see themselves in and that they want to be identified with. So the more that you can dig out those gems within yourself and help somebody make those connections through your images, your art, and your writing, the better off you're going to be. And then the second thing I mentioned in terms of moving somebody to, you know, pull out their wallet is communicating value. So when we show the quality of our materials, the time something took, what went into it, the evolution over time of our style and process, this all builds appreciation and value for the thing that we're selling. So these are just some like little tidbits to think about when you're trying to decide what to write to your newsletter list or what to post on Instagram. If you want to help people make a deep connection with your work, digging out these pieces of content is going to facilitate those relationships. And again, small, doable, consistent chunks of content over time is really what is going to build these relationships. Okay, so these first three parts are kind of like the more zoomed in components of a sustainable business. Your art, the foundation, and your digital home and how you're presenting your art, bringing new people to get eyes on your art, helping those people make a connection with your art and be in relationship with you as the artist. This is like the everyday grind of running the business. The next two steps are a little bit more zoomed out. They're more about planning. And this is really, really important for essentially your peace of mind and your financial bottom line. (laughs) Okay, that rhymed and let's get into it. Okay, so the fourth key is an annual plan. Yep, this is coming from somebody who is like 100% right-brained water astrological signs. (laughs) Don't jive well with doing taxes. And I'm telling you that once you're really taking this seriously, having a zoomed out plan and schedule of what you're going to do in your business when is very important. So my recommendation is that your plan consists of when is your downtime and like your slower time where you're going to be doing more creating. When are you going to be going a little bit harder as far as like growth, promotion, Instagram content? When are you going to be launching a collection? When are you going to do a sale? How are you going to lead up to those things? How are you going to create a buzz and engagement and energy before you launch those things? When you do the launch, how long will those launches be? What is the launch going to entail? Is it going to be a series of emails? Are you going to write a story about the work that you're putting out into the world? 
Are you going to invite people to a show or to something in person? Do you have a workshop coming up? So these are the questions that hopefully you can ask yourself to lay out a month-to-month, week-by-week plan and schedule. If you're doing this at the beginning of the year, like just a general overview will give you a really good idea of when you get to rest and when you get to put out a little bit more energy. And since this is, again, a conversation about sustainable business, this is really important so that you're not just hitting the gas pedal 365 days a year, throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping that your art business all of a sudden becomes like super profitable. That's not sustainable for your energy. What will be much more beneficial for you and your art and your creative spirit um, are planned rest times and planned go times. In the resource that goes with this episode, I went ahead and listed out things like commission launches, vacation days, holidays, collections, when to work on them, when to release them. Just ideas of things that you might want to put in your calendar as you're looking ahead at your year. Once you have those things filled in, maybe you just list them out by month, like this month I'm focusing on commissions. This month is Valentine's Day, so I'm going to do a big sale. Once you have that all plugged in, then you can go fill in all the details of the what and the how. I'm going to send an email on this day. I'm going to um, start posting sneak peeks of the collection during this week. And this just helps you plug in those little action steps um, one month at a time and keeps the guessing game out of it. Okay, so steps number four and five kind of bleed together. So let's move on to number five. The fifth and final key to your sustainable art business is working the numbers. Yes, another thing that us as artists might not be as comfortable with, but I'm going to show you how you can make this really easy for yourself. So first, you want to set a goal, an intention. Uh, Maybe you have a number where it's really practical, like I need to make this. And then maybe you have a number that helps push you a little bit, like I'm aiming for this. Once you have that number, you need to break down all the possible ways that feel doable for you to create that amount of money. I know this seems like crazy simple and straightforward once I'm saying it out loud, but this is a thing that so many artists just don't do. Like they just put their art up online and kind of hope for the best. But when you create a plan and an intentional dollar amount that you're trying to create, you can then fill in the action steps that are going to help you create that number. And that's essentially what business is. Doing things this way is also how you help make things predictable. And when you're relying on your business for your full-time income, you're going to need to have that so that you don't feel like you're freaking out all the time. So getting in the habit of doing this now when you're maybe at the beginning or you're still working like a couple different jobs or income streams or whatever your situation, that's really going to help you to feel secure and keep things, again, sustainable in the long run. Okay, so you've got your number, you've got your goal, and like I said, you're going to start thinking about ways you can come up with creating that number. So that includes art sales, print sales, licensing deals commissions, teaching workshops, doing wedding invitations, you know, whatever your skill set and the income streams available to you are, these are your options for coming up with that number. 
So I'm going to give you a real life example. Let's take the example of a collection release. So you're planning on coming out with a collection. It's going to have 12 paintings. Each of these paintings is $600. On your last collection release, you sold... Sorry, I feel like a kindergarten math teacher, but we got to keep rolling with it. On your last collection release, let's say you sold two of the more expensive paintings the day of the release, and six months later, you sold three smaller paintings. Okay, so this is kind of like your baseline. So looking back on your last collection release, um, how did you meet those people? Who bought those painting paintings, and where did they come from? So let's say those are people who found you on Instagram and they just like happen to be following you. For this collection release, you probably want to bring in new leads, especially if your goal is to sell more paintings. So then you go back to your strategies for growth and maybe you double down on that strategy a month before you release that collection. So let's say you have 100 people on your email list right now. And in the past, when you've launched a collection, like I was mentioning, maybe over a period of six months, you sell about four paintings. Okay, well, now we have reason to believe that for every hundred people, you might make four sales per collection release. So while that might not correlate directly, we're just like looking at this for simplicity's sake, what can you do to bring in a hundred more people or 200 more people to your email list before that next collection release. And that's when you go back to the drawing board for how you bring new people into your world. So this is just like a very vague, broad example, but do you see how I'm thinking about this here? I need this many people in my world in order to make this amount of sales. So what are the actions I can take to make that happen in a reasonable, doable way? Of course, like, you want to keep things within the realm of doability here and let's not set goals to sell like a hundred paintings in one day. Um, well, what can I do to make that happen? If you're in the beginning of your business, this is probably going to require a lot of throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what fits for you and your art. There is no one size fits all. Um, but if you have been in business for a little bit, Look at where most of your sales have come from. Do they come from like your neighbors telling their friends about how awesome your painting is? Do they come from Facebook? Do they come from people who have DM'd you? Just start to kind of look at like, yeah, where have I made sales? Was it from Etsy back in the day when I was on there? If nothing else, the sheer practice of coming up with a number and then getting creative about the ways that you're going to come up with that number is a fabulous business practice that you will carry with you through this business and the next one and whatever other ventures you take on throughout the rest of your life. So I encourage you, even if you're in the beginning and you're not like heavily relying on the income from your art business, that you practice with this and see how creative you can get with it. So I hope this conversation about sustainable business just got you thinking about the way you're approaching selling art in a little bit more of a practical, zoomed out plan kind of way. Of course, there is a ton of nitty gritty details that we did not cover, but I wanted to narrow down if there were like some key things that have really made the difference along my journey these would be them. So I hope that they spark some thoughts for you around what you might be able to implement and bring into your art business this year.
There is a caveat to all of this, and that is that there is no one size fits all. So while there are some general ideas that I think can serve everyone, some key skills like newsletter writing and content creating and photographing that we could all benefit from, so much of the way that we approach our business is going to be individual to who we are as artists. So today I am announcing something crazy exciting. You are the first person to hear about it if you're listening to this in real time. And that is my Art Biz Group Mentorship Program. So this is a four-month program where not only will you receive the Art Biz Roadmap course, which is essentially everything you need to know from pricing, shipping and packing, photographing, launching, the details of these growth strategies that I was talking about and how to implement them. You'll receive all of that content and you will receive group and one-on-one mentorship. So this is really important because you will be able to build your business with this information and get direct feedback and coaching around what you specifically need for your vision, your style, what you're wanting. And you'll get to do it in a group environment among other artists walking the same path with you who will help see you and mirror your strengths back to you and give you feedback which is something I think we all seriously need as artists. There are not enough opportunities to be in circle with other artists and to get that feedback that we're all really needing. So in addition to personalized business mentoring, you'll also be receiving support and guidance on how to work through the sticky stuff that comes up when we're putting ourselves out there like this and trying to sell our art. So fears around being seen, creative blocks, business blocks, and the most common one, spending money on a course and then not actually putting it into action. The group component and the one-on-one component is here to support you along the way and actually putting all of this into action. So if you are wanting to sell more of your work and build your business, this is going to be a transformative experience. And I really hope that you will join us. The applications are officially open. So you can head to my website at devinwalls.com backslash group dash mentorship. That's in the show notes. And there's an early bird special running if you get your application in before next Wednesday, the 19th. So make sure you head over there and check out the program details. In other news, this is a really exciting week for the Art and Magic podcast. Like I mentioned earlier, our interview with Taylor Lee is coming out this Friday on Valentine's Day, uh, which is very appropriate because I absolutely love her. And she is going to be talking about how to find your story and use that to sell your work. If you enjoyed this episode and you're enjoying the podcast, I would so deeply appreciate if you would leave a review on the show. It really helps us to get the word out there. Other than that, you can follow along with what's coming up next on my Instagram, which is at DevonWallsArt. So that is a wrap for today's episode. I'm sending you lots of love and tons of magic, and I will see you next time.